This week, I want to highlight the American Friends Service Committee, specifically because of their peacekeeping work in Israel and Palestine. Make no mistake, we at this podcast do not support violence of any kind. But do not misunderstand. We do not see this as a both sides issue. Since May 10th, more than 240 Palestinians have been killed. 12 Israelis have been killed. This is not a proportional response. We all know the conflict is complicated, consisting of many facets with decades and centuries of history to grapple with where we are today. This is why I chose AFSC, because they have, since 1948, worked with Palestinians, Israelis, and the international community to realize a just and lasting peace between Palestinians and Israelis. In the United States, AFSC supports efforts to change government policies and corporate institutional practices that support inequality, the Israeli occupation, and denial of refugees' rights. In the region, AFSC challenges the fragmentation of Palestinian society and the militarization of Israeli society to support the implementation of international humanitarian and human rights law, promote implementation of Palestinian refugees' right to right of return, and call for full equality between Palestinians and Israelis. More broadly, the AFSC focuses on creating inclusive communities, defending immigrant rights, ending mass incarceration, and building economic justice here in the United States. Check out AFSC.org to show your support to the hard work that they're doing. Thank you. Previously on Harry Potter and the Anxious Millennials, and then Snape says, Potter, you can skin Malfoy's shrivel fig. <laughs> Don't do this. Don't do this. <laughs> tell me tell me you didn't read that and you were like, oh, oh, oh. I did not read it he that way. I now? read it I read it and I was annoyed that there was something called a shrivel fig that I was like, oi, 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 fine. Okay. Well you can pretend like it didn't sound like a euphemism to you. Um, I did I did not like the word shrivel fig, and I remember thinking that that kind of reminded me of a foreskin, but <laughs> that was all I thought about. <laughs> we, that, it ended there. We all deeply need Jesus. This has been no. uh, Magical Anatomy with Ari. Thank you for tuning in. <laughs> <laughs> Somewhere some creepy man is has clipped Ari saying the word foreskin and is masturbating oh, to it. Oh, gross. <laughs> <laughs> If you are the man that has done that, I will find you and I will kill you. Great. What if he's into that? This went so much farther than Ali intended it to go. I do not give you my permission. <laughs> you do not have my consent to use that. Listen, I don't make these jokes and, you know, blind to the fact that they could go anywhere. Did I expect True. it to go where it did? No. But did I expect <laughs> it to go somewhere? Yes. You have to include the beginning where she read that out and she was like, <laughs> I think I think the whole previously on for the next episode is just this entire clip right here. This like not a cut in sight. It's just the whole thing. <laughs> Welcome to Harry Potter and the Anxious Millennials, a show where we delve week by week into each chapter of the Harry Potter series. 
Hi guys and welcome back to Harry Potter and the Anxious Millennials. This week we were at chapter 8 called Flight of the Fat Lady. Allie, what happens in this chapter? <laughs> Go off, bitch. <laughs> what the fuck kind of radio shock jock nonsense are you... <laughs> He's been preparing God. that since we gave him shit about... Mm-hmm. Welcome Every back. week it's going to be a new... You're going to get a new version, honey. How many chapters are left in this I'm book? I'm so ready. Six, 16? Too many. In this book or, yeah, we still have about 1,800 more episodes to do. So <laughs> I'm so ready. Um, Sirius Black tries to enter the Gryffindor common room. Can I, just to clarify, um, he was a, he was a, um, he was a Gryffindor, right? Sirius? Famously? Yeah. Okay. I just, I couldn't remember yeah. for sure. I just was. All the marauders were. I have to be honest with you. This chapter was kind of like a whole lot of nothing. Mm-hmm. I like. I barely have any notes. We there we is get a one lo- thing get, that I'm very excited to discuss. We get Harry whining, okay. which is like great, yeah, fun. We love to not see it yeah. at all ever. And also, just a little bit more of like, what? Wh- okay, so he's so upset about Hogsmeade, and now. After this chapter, I'm like even more frustrated with him because it doesn't even seem like Hogsmeade visits happen all that often. Mm -hmm. And I'll elaborate more when we get to that point. But that's all I'm going to say for now. (laughs) This chapter also has one of my favorite one-liners in the series that the fat lady says. And I remember when I read it as a kid, like laughing out (laughs) loud for five minutes. I actually don't think it's that funny, (laughs) but just like you would never. It's the comedy of like a picture talking like that's so stupid. Is it when she says password? That's how, isn't that funny? <laughs> isn't it comedy what gold? The, what was the reason for password? waking me up? Okay. Um, so it starts out and uh, we're like, Lupin is our favorite professor. Despite the fact that he has very tattered clothing somehow the students rise above it and still believe he is their favorite professor (laughs) on the other hand on the other end of the spectrum we have godforsaken severus snape who really glad that he took the lesson of a student being afraid of him to heart and decided to make some life changes and 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 sit down and think about how he's presenting himself to the world and to his students and the legacy that he is leaving behind. No, no, he's still an asshole. He if doubled not, down. If not more so. I'm glad she doesn't go into it because I don't want to read it. Like I was like, I wouldn't want to read an entire section of like how he's making Neville's life even worse. Like I was like, thank you for just... Mentioning it and passing and then not delving into it because I was like, it really would have put a damper on this chapter for me. Yes. Just the fact that no one intervenes. Like, every, it, I mean, I know there's not a professor in the common room, but it's like the fact that uh, he even bullied Neville in front of uh, Lupin. Like, there mm-hmm. just isn't a, more conversation after that happens in front of another teacher. It's, it, oh, God. That's just one of those things where it's like you really have to sit down and be like, is this the is this the image that I want to be trying to the to the world? And he said, yes, I want people to think I'm a monster. Yeah. <laughs> Harry's also like not loving 
divination because he just Trelawney every time she looks at him she wells up with tears and it's like maybe because she doesn't like you I don't know um and and then um but we do learn that Parvati and Lavender are like her stands that they they just spend time with her. It's very they that they spend time with her in in her tower during lunch. It's very like the drama kids not eating yeah. in the cafeteria. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then care of magical creatures is uh, dismal now because all they're doing is taking care of worms. Which like again, I Hagrid, what here? This is. Adam, I'll give you the bet. I'll give you a Dumbledore insult here. Why didn't Dumbledore sit down with him after this happened and say, "Let's look at the curriculum. Let's plan out some some good lessons that we can yeah. we can do moving forward." Just like try to find some balance. Hagrid really needs to learn what balance is. Like he he went from hippogriffs to flobberworms. There is no in between, Hagrid. Come on. Um. But despite despite this, it's all okay because Quidditch is starting again. Quidditch. Which I thought um, that she wasn't going to explain it again, but she uh, did. <laughs> I was so mad. I was, I like, was like, maybe I'm making up that she stops doing this at some point. I was like, no, she might do this literally in every book. And I'm, I was just, <laughs> was just hoping that wasn't the case, but I'm being proven wrong in three books. I'm hoping it doesn't happen next book because there's no Quidditch that season. But honestly, she might talk about it just they go to, to mention- the Quidditch World Cup. They go to the Quidditch Cup first thing. Fuck, fuck, fuck. fuck. (laughs) So she's probably going to get right to it. I do want to say, though, in reading this, when it says, um, and the seeker who had the hardest job of all, I don't know (laughs) if I feel like he has the hardest job of all. I really don't think he has the hardest job. I think he has the I most think, critical I think job. They're all equally hard. Fair. But I don't think Fair. it's the hardest job, especially since he's he like deep throated the snitch. It's clearly very simple. <laughs> right. Any power he's bottom natural, could do it. honey. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, Harry Power Bottom Potter. I don't think it's that hard. I don't know. I do like the bit. I do like whenever we get a little bit of Fred and George, though. So I didn't mind that with the because whenever we're talking about Quidditch or the Quidditch team is assembling, we get some nice Fred and George, some quality we- Fred and George commentary. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's good. Um, Wood gives a very impassioned <laughs> speech of like, this is our year. Yeah. Our time is now. Other sports catchphrases. And they're like, okay. She's made him do this speech like multiple times through these books. And I will say every time it is funny. I, I, I don't know how she does it. They're pretty much the same speech every time. But like, 
something about when you get to the moment and he's like welling up with tears at the thought of it being his last year and you're like Jesus <laughs> Christ Oliver or like he forgets himself and he's like my favorite- I guess me too <laughs> oh my god that was my favorite part at the end where he's like and me <laughs> <laughs> George, you're like, we think you're really good too, Oliver. <laughs> that was that's a very um Captain Holt type thing from Brooklyn yes. Nine-Nine. Of yes. How he's just giving up and he's giving this very serious speech and he doesn't like he completely ignores all the jokes that people are making about him and he just plows through, yep. stays the course. Oh and my then god, like, yeah. Oliver Wood is very similar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can I ask though? Does it yeah. does it does it bump anyone else that like? There's been no one who's left Hogwarts in like three years. I feel like the idea that the entire team was a second year to a f- a fifth year in the first book is very suspect to me. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like Harry becomes captain of the Quidditch team in the sixth book. But it's Angelina when he's a fifth year. So that means like literally no one was interested in joining the Gryffindor team. Like above Oliver. They just had a year of like, listen, guys, do you remember our senior year, the spring (laughs) musical? Every single lead, except for one, was a senior. Yeah, Yeah. it's just like our class, senior year. (laughs) Yeah, but We had a very talented class in high school, and I still stand by that. We had a very talented class, but I feel, I don't know. I just, um, I've also always wondered, like, um, oh, no, I guess, wait, are are the twins a year ahead of Harry, or are they two years ahead? Two. Two years. Oh, okay. So one year. For some younger reason, I thought they were Oliver? one year ahead. Um, no, they're two, two years younger than Oliver. So then, potentially, okay. everyone on the team is a third year to a fifth year, because I only said second year because I I assume I was thinking the twins were a second year. Katie but, Katie Bell would have been a second year. Oh, Katie Bell is a se- okay. She's only a year. Back. So she, Katie was a year older than Harry. Okay. I think Angelina, uh, Alicia, Fred, and George are the same year, and then Oliver is a seventh year. Wild. Why is this funny? Wow. No, it's just, it just funny it that they're all little, in the same grade. Yeah, that, that's weird. I don't know. It's just it's weird a little to me. unbelievable. Yeah, it, it is a little unbelievable that like like sure we could go with like Oliver Wood is just like so, clearly so passionate about Quidditch. Right. That like I believe you know sure maybe he was the best person. I don't know. It's just something that's always bumped me of being like the entire team has been the same yeah. for three full years, and I was like that just doesn't happen in school. It just re- it really just doesn't happen. Yeah. Like, that. like I'm I'm sorry to say that's just not how it works. Yeah. Adam, you were telling me that in a book with magic wands and dragons, <laughs> that the thing you find most unbelievable is that all of these students would be on the Quidditch team at the same time. No, the thing that is the most unbelievable is that we told this woman that she's a good writer. The second (laughs) most unbelievable thing is that, is that this is the truth. Neville carries Trevor on his head. head. 
head. On his head. Am I right? <laughs> On his Lady. Judy head. <laughs> um, I also want to say, it says that they, they practice three times a week. Doesn't it seem like they could be practicing more? Is it just like a Monday, Wednesday, Friday situation? Listen, when I was in high school... <laughs> When you were on the golf team. <laughs> when I was on the golf team, we practiced every single day after school. We would go to the golf course Mondays through Fridays, and then we would practice at the school on Fridays because our coach was embarrassed and didn't want us around the other golfers on Fridays. I guess my question is, is like, um, what does a seeker do to practice? Just fucking flit around, just like no. We <laughs> talked about this. Does gets his eye goes for his eye appointment and looks like covers, one, <laughs> covers the other eye. <laughs> Look at they, the little house. <laughs> Oliver Wood stands on one end of the field and he's like, "How many fingers am I holding up?" Because <laughs> what did they do when he was training him? They just threw the golf read ball. The, read the last row of letters you can read. Tell me what they say. <laughs> I think he just threw golf balls for Harry to catch. So I guess that. That's what they would do. Yeah. <laughs> or he, they just let the snitch out and he has to go get it. See, then, okay, so then this is my question about the balls. If if he doesn't catch the snitch, is there a spell to bring the snitch back? Does the snitch just know that you it's would, practice and would... it's time to come home at 8 o'clock or whatever? Like... This is Harry Potter you're talking about. <laughs> Brilliantly gifted Quidditch player. Could Mary do it in Sue, his sleep. Harry Potter. <laughs> Harry Power Bottom Potter. Oh my God. Well, we did just say it's not hard to catch a snitch, so. <laughs> well, no, I'm not saying that. I'm not. I, that's not what I was saying, That's Adam. what I'm saying, No, no, we're saying. <laughs> You would think that he would just be able to do like Accio snitch or something. I don't know. And be like, okay. I'm yeah. sure that's what Malfoy tried at one point. He was like, Accio snitch. Oh, fuck. Doesn't, didn't work. <laughs> Although Harry doesn't know that spell yet. So he doesn't know Accio. He doesn't no, learn doesn't it until he learn four. until four. Yeah. It's, that's like a big yeah. plot point. It's, it's the firebolt. Yeah. Oh, my thing, God. Yeah. Accio yes, firebolt. You are correct. A boat. You look like Alphaba. <laughs> Anyways, I I think that if they if they really do want to win, maybe they should be practicing more than three times a week. That's <laughs> yeah. That's Oliver Wood, come on. That's all I have to say. And also, I would like to point out, I love that Oliver is so stressed about this, but literally, he graduates fr- graduates from Hogwarts only to join another Quidditch team. Like, this is my, I know he's talking about the cup, the cup at Hogwarts specifically, but it's like him being like, this is my last chance to do it. I'm like, you are literally going to be playing Quidditch for the rest of your life. We don't even know if Oliver Wood is good at anything else. You guys, he could literally have flunked out of everything. (laughs) We know that there are like Quidditch teams in towns across the UK, a la like sports club or soccer clubs, football clubs. Yeah. But there is only one wizard school. So it's just like, are you like guaranteed no. a spot on a Quidditch team? Or are they like high? Are they ca- or are they putting people on these teams from like Bow Battens and Durmstrang and Ilvermorny? Maybe. 
Yeah, they're bringing everyone over from Ilvermory or whatever it's called to play for the UK. All I'm saying is that based on the speech, Wood seems like the per- type of person who wouldn't want to go into the 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 big leagues without being like, I won the House Cup sure. at Hogwarts. I mean, I won the Quidditch Cup at Hogwarts. Right, right. Obviously, I'm the same type of person because I keep talking about things that happened in high school. Well, no, I, I we can compare it to being able to say, like, I was the lead in my high school's production of – people love to say that type of shit. So, yes, he's – I agree that Oliver Wood does seem like someone that would want to be able to say that, for sure. I guess the I guess when I think about the, the Quidditch teams out in the country, I always am like, this is weird because, really, there's only – 28 students who are playing Quidditch at Hogwarts a year and not all of them are graduating at the end of the year as we have seen from the Gryffindor house for the past three years so it's just it's I guess weird to me that like they can even sustain like there's no pipe there's there seems to be not enough supply for the demand Unless they're just cat, unless they're just like, have you ever been on a broom? But then you would be like, well, I guess the Hogwarts teams must be better than the professional teams because there's like, because it would be harder to get on the Hogwarts teams because there's only one, right? Wouldn't you think? Adam, I literally have no idea what I, you've completely (laughs) lost me. You're trying to say that there's more opportunity there's more opportunity once they leave school to be drafted to uh, one of the many teams in Correct. Ireland in the UK and if, in the and if French were, team, whatever it is if you if you weren't good enough for to get on your Hogwarts team but then you just get on your your yeah. local whatever team does that mean that like the Hogwarts teams are better cuz they have you have to like actually you have like competition does that make sense? Like anyone been, could like, join the Chudley Cannons. Right. I could get on a broom tomorrow and be their chaser. Yes. Yes. Well, I don't think there's that many teams. Cho, but okay, but Adam does have a point here. Hold on. This is kind of getting ahead of ourselves. So if you want to, you can edit it out. But <laughs> Cho later references the tornadoes. Ron talks about the Chudley Cannons. Whatever team um homeboy from book four that wasn't in the movie what's his name the beater oh yeah wimborne wasps you're thinking the of Wimborne Bagman. wasps the, so that's there's three the holy right headed harpies the holy, the ho- the holy headed harpies. harpies and the irish team and then we also know that there's a well, bulgarian that's the, team that's the national, that's the team. national those are national team. teams though. yeah i get the sense the quidditch world cup is more like a um like the olympics Correct. Like it would be a soccer, collection okay. of, the, yeah, yeah. The soccer. What's but the isn't soccer there, world? That still would be the same audition isn't, or audition, audition process. Clearly, I don't play sports. <laughs> Tryout process. Of all of the things that I would have ever expected you to get into, Adam, Quidditch would be oh my bottom God. of the list. There are 13 teams. <laughs> okay. Yeah, what's the team that Oliver Wood joins? That's another one that I didn't mention. Um, okay, so there, there are the Appleby Arrows, the Ballycastle Bats, the Carefilly Catapults, the Chudley Cannons, the Falmouth Fal- Falcons, <laughs> the Holyhead Harpies, the Kenmar- 
Ken Mayer Kestrels, the Montrose Magpies, the Pride of Poetry, Pride of Poetry, Puddlemere, England, Pride of Poetry, Tutchell, Puddlemere United is the one that Wigtown Wanders, Puddlemere United is the one that Oliver Wood joins. Okay, but you wait. That's still only when you consider 13 teams of seven people, that's still less than 100 people. But that's what I'm saying, Allie, is that there's only like five people graduating from Hogwarts a year who are on the Quidditch team. So you just have to start taking <laughs> rando people. It can't even be like you went to your high school. There are thousands of high schools across the country, but there's only so many colleges and then there's even fewer NFLs. We're going from but a that's... tiny group of people to an even massive group of people. Does that make sense? It, it does, but that's assuming that they need to constantly be refreshing players. They're not going to need new people every year. I mean, if it's as dangerous as we are to assume that Quidditch is. They or might the professional teams. Sure. <clears throat> Also, isn't one of them, I don't even know. Isn't the Holyhead Harpies? I don't even know how the NFL team? draft works. Yes. Yeah. That's weird to me. That's weird to me because Hogwarts has co-ed teams. Well, the adult women can't be playing with the adult men, Adam. What is wrong with you? <laughs> Obviously, the pay the pay grade is different. So what would we do? And until the until the next book or this book? When when does he play Cho? When does he play Cho? This book? This book. This book? Yep. Until this book, we don't even know that women can be anything else but a chaser. We don't even know that that's a possibility for women. I'm surprised she even lets Angelina be the captain of Gryffindor's team, guys. I really don't want to talk about Quidditch anymore. <laughs> I was just going to say, that that's enough Quidditch talk for uh, the rest of the book. <laughs> I'm going to say the rest of it. I'm going to say anytime we have to talk about Quidditch, we're going to refer them to this episode and be like, just go listen back to that conversation. We are only going to talk about this. You just copy and paste the audio. Yeah. It's your fault, Adam. I'm going to, I'm going to cut out whatever specifics that need to go in about the actual chapter itself that we're talking about. And then it'll just be like, blah, 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 blah. And then it'll just be like the Siri voice of being like Ravenclaw. <laughs> just like dubbing like poorly oh edited my god <laughs> okay Hilarious. i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna give some um some test audio just for the future so uh i really love that move that did <laughs> and the way this that this week harry plays the way that <laughs> the way that harry caught didn't catch the snitch uh uh remember how ron becomes the keeper that's it that's all i remember from the book spoiler <laughs> great i'm really this hasn't gone off the rails at all this is exactly how i wanted things to go you were the one who was like, I have no back- notes about this chapter. <laughs> and, but that doesn't mean that you need to spend 20 minutes talking about Quidditch. <laughs> Adam's like, I'm just doing my job trying to fill this episode. <laughs> trying to pad it out. Pad it out. This is all. We're only four pages in. Okay. Oh, God. They get back to the. He's drinking. So this is. I get, it's my time to shine. 
they only they get back to the common room and there's a lot of hubbub and uh they realize ah yes the first hogsmeade weekend is coming up on halloween and harry's like well burst my bubble something that i cannot do something i don't get to be a part of so he sits they're they're like by the fire in the common room and he sits down and he's sulking about it and then um Crookshanks shows up with a dead spider in his mouth. If a cat showed up and brought me a dead spider, that cat would be homeless. Isn't that their thing? Isn't that what cats do? <laughs> they yeah, they hunt like mice and and then they bring it to you when they're like and, when they're like yeah. proud of themselves or whatever. Yep. I um, don't like I- that. This was what I was talking about, which I would like to point out the fact that there. this is the first Hogsmeade weekend, and it is the end of October, and Ron mentions that they don't know when there'll be another one for a long time. So I'm like, Harry, why are you complaining so much? This is like once every couple months, they're going to be gone for like, what, maybe four hours? Like, not the whole day. There's no way it can be the whole day. Because they come back before the feast. So maybe like six hours they're gone. Go practice catching a snitch. <laughs> like do something. <sighs> Go down and see Hagrid. Like it's just so weird. He's being a big baby about it. Um, yeah. Sometimes I, there was, I remember as a kid, I was like, oh, I kind of do feel bad. But now as an adult, I'm like, I just remember that he has a bank vault full of money. And I'm like, I don't, I can't ever feel bad for you <laughs> mm-hmm. ever again. <laughs> hmm I mean, I for sure, I'm trying to think of like what some event, you know, when we used to all go to like the Niles Haunted House or something like that. Like I would have been sad if we, we all went or you guys all went and I wouldn't have been able to go. But like it is one day out of like however many months, like yeah. you'll, you'll, you'll recover. You'll be okay. It's, I think it's that age. It's everything is so heightened. Yeah. He's acting as if it's truly the end of the world. Crookshank shows up and Ron's like, you better keep a hold on him because Scabbers is in my bag. Why is Scabbers in your bag? Are you bringing him to class with you? This is, again, it's like, uh, again, like you're keeping him in your pocket. Why are you bringing him to class with you? Why are you carrying him? Why Why is he so mobile? <sighs> so, um... Sure, sure enough, uh, Crookshanks does attack Ron's bag. It is a very funny image to me of Ron whirling the bag around while Crookshanks is holding on to it and then the rat flying out of the bag <laughs> and then running away. Um, and um, so, so we have... This is basically just setting up the whole thing throughout the entire book of Ron and Hermione being at each other, especially because Ron's like, Crookshanks is trying to kill my rat. How dare he? Um, And so then the next day, Ron and Hermione are still very icy towards each other, very like um, old married couple. 
And they go to Transfiguration. They're lining up for Transfiguration. And more drama, Lavender Brown is beside herself. And why is she beside herself? Because her rabbit named Binky, (laughs) her rabbit named Binky. You didn't like the name? No, I did not. Has been. I liked it. Has been killed by a fox. First of all, as it, is the rabbit like living outside in like a in like a hutch? I wish that she had saved the name Colonel Fubster for the rabbit. I think that would have been That would fun. be an excellent name. <laughs> and then named Marge's friend Binky. <laughs> yes. Mhm. <clears throat> yes. Um and so she's crying about it and Harry, Ron, and Hermione are like, okay. And Lavender's like, well, I should have known. I should have known it would happen because do you know what today is? It's October 16th. And Trelawney said the thing that I would dread most would happen today. And it's Lavender um, Brown impression. Yeah, that's lavender. <laughs> and Hermione's like, the thing that you were dreading most was your rabbit getting killed by a fox. Listen. This is terrible. This is this is not good, Hermione Granger. Hermione! <laughs> I appreciate Hermione for who she is. I appreciate that she wants to look at everything logically and objectively. Practically. But girl... <clears throat> Read the room. Read the room. <laughs> take yeah, take five seconds. Read the room. When Ron makes his little jab about her not caring very much about other people's pets, he's not wrong. Yeah, Hermione, yes. you need to you need to learn empathy a little bit with other people's pets. Like, what is going on, girl? As Adam once very famously said to me, "Read the room before you read the bitch." For what? Important, important to remember. It was, it was. Um, I remember it was when he was writing his toast for Miranda's wedding, and I asked him, like, you know, how how it was going and how he was doing it, and he said, and I don't know if I had said, like, are you going to roast? Her? I don't know what it was. Are you going to roast her? But he, that's. I just remember him talking about the toast, and he said, "Read the room before you read the bitch," and I, <laughs> I carry that in my heart every day. Allie says that to herself anytime she goes into a public space. <laughs> so it's just really generally awkward because Hermione's like, I think it's just a coincidence. The bunny obviously didn't die today. And um, she's like, awkward. you all are stupid. Let me break it down for you. And they- <laughs> it's a cringeworthy moment. I yeah. want to say, I want to say two things. Hermione uh, solidifies herself as someone Lavender Brown does not like in this moment so that she has no problem going after Ron later in the series. Which, this is how people in like high school settings work, where it's like, you have done one thing wrong. I will never forgive you. Goodbye forever. Um, but also... I'm I still like that. I don't... <laughs> I don't think... 
again, I think there is like a, a, a modicum of like Trelawney's clairvoyance. Cause like it's the, it's the idea of picking out a specific day and she maybe, yes, this isn't like what Hermione is suggesting. Like this wasn't your greatest fear or whatever. And like, that all makes sense. But like the fact that something that traumatic actually have still was told to her on that day, I think is very uh, interesting to say the least. And now I'm looking at this differently since our last conversation about Trelawney. So like, is Trelawney, is Trelawney making these predictions showing that she actually is a seer? Like with these predictions, not her. Not her actual like prophecies, like capital P prophecies. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. Prophecies. Yeah. So it's like, so is this her actually being correct? I mean, I, Cause here's I always what I read this book as like a red or not a red herring, but like Shh. that it's like leading it up that she's. Uh, a fraud. She is, even though some people aren't, yes, even though some people aren't taking her seriously, she does actually have like the seer gift or her grandmother's gift or whatever. But all these things in this book don't actually, the things that she's predicting about Harry and stuff like that don't actually come to fruition. I never thought about until we had the conversation that it actually does because he does die. So I'm like, how many other predict? I need to just pay attention to when we keep reading like how many of her predictions actually come true past this book because i don't think they're very many well and even her even her discussion of the grim could be construed as like she's just pulling the idea of the grim that has existed in wizard lore for like generations but what she was actually seeing seeing was like an image of Sirius as Padfoot potentially. Like, I mean, there's a lot right. of ways you could take it. I, I right. have always read it that like, she is like, not, she, she only has those like, true moments that one, like in the, in the two times that happen when whatever, but prophecies. Correct. Yeah. But I've always thought that like, there's still like little, like, because she just has that gift in general. It's like, it's like a almost like a uh like a faucet that's like just been left on just like a little bit. So there's just like a little drop every like every 20 minutes or so. And so that's just like yeah. the, the little bit that like gets thrown in there when she's just like talking because she doesn't know what she's actually saying. Does that make sense what I'm saying? Mm, okay. Yeah. That's how yeah. I've always read it. But like obviously I think it's written so that you're supposed to be like, oh, she's the Gilderoy she's locker a fraud. this year. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, what do you think it's like just still talking about Hermione and like after this interaction, what do you think it's like in their dorm room? It has to be so awkward. So awkward. Just the three of them. Just like, and you know that Hermione thinks that she's right. So she doesn't say anything. Well, even, I mean, even when, um, I'm sorry, even. Oh, I just, I had never thought that there was just, it was just the three of them in the girl's room. I had never thought oh, of that yeah. until no. this moment right now. <laughs> I was like, oh what my is God. he doing? That's why, Even now I'm outside. really like, Hermione, why would you do, like, you have to sleep next to this person. What are you doing? And the two of them are already BFFs. Like, you're mm-hmm. already the odd one, the out. odd one out a little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like just even outside of this interaction, it's just it's it is very funny for me to think about 
um, what it must have been like for Hermione to have spent her years at Hogwarts living in this room with Pravardi and Lavender and just being like, <laughs> like, and like, you know, you know that they had to be like when, um, when she was like, quote unquote, dating Victor Crumb, you know that oh. they had to just have been like, Mm, and wanting to wanting to gossip with her, but not having that relationship with her. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! No, I bet every year it like reset a little bit. I bet every year there was a like a, an attempt to be friendly at the beginning of the year. So who knows? Maybe fourth year was the only year that they were like somewhat okay, because that was before the shit went down with Ron. I can't imagine fifth year. Oh, when they're sleeping next to each oh other. My god. In the same Sixth room. Year. Sixth year. When Sixth they're year, sleeping yeah, yeah. next to each other. Oh, my God. Very how, many, so how many nights was, like, Hermione standing over Lavender's bed with a pillow about to smother Lavender Brown in the inner <laughs> sleep? <laughs> I swear to God, I'll do it. <laughs> a woman on the edge of a nervous breath. <laughs> oh, my God. Great. Um, okay, so they have their transfiguration class, and then McGonagall's like, "Remember, bring me your permission forms." And Ron has it in his like in his mind that Harry can go and ask McGonagall, and she'll give him permission to go to Hogsmeade, despite the fact that McGonagall has never given anyone permission to do anything ever. I don't right, know the most rule abiding. Ron was so gung ho about this, and Harry goes, and it fails, and it's it's not worth it. Um, and so then Harry's like, well, I guess this is it for me. Um, so <laughs> this is the end. <laughs> and Everything's once again, from here. he should have just forged it. Yeah. There is no charm on the form that's no. that will reveal a forgery or anything. And the fact that Dean is like, oh, I can forge it. Like, no. You would have done that before you went to McGonagall. So the morning of Halloween arrives. Everybody goes off to Hogsmeade. And then Harry's like, what am I going to do on my own? And he completely (laughs) ices out Colin Creevy. So mean. It's very mean what he does. I don't, I really don't Mm -hmm. like this moment. I think it's actually cruel because like, he has the line about being like, I didn't want people to stare at my forehead. And I was like, what are you going to do, though? Like, wh- wear a hat. I don't know what to tell you. Like, put your <laughs> stupid cap on. I don't- borrow borrow Neville's from the top of his head when uh, yes. <laughs> reveal Trevor. <laughs> I was so mad. I was like, this is like mean. That's- also, yeah. he doesn't know these people. He knows Colin, but it's not like he knows the other people there. He's just making these assumptions. So he's like, okay, well, um, I'm actually going to the library because I just, I have a lot of work to get done. So he leaves like an asshole. And he does this thing where he like, he gets upset that people think that he's like big headed, but then he'll do this, which is like, very big head <laughs> and i'm like you can't, yeah you can't you can't have your cake and eat it too buckaroo Oy. 
And also, you are 13 and this boy is like 12. Like this, it's not some kid that is like three or four years younger than you. Mm -hmm. Like you're not a senior and this is a freshman. Like I don't understand. It's like, why wouldn't you? You guys are in the common room together all the time. I understand that Harry and, or I'm sorry, that Ron and Hermione are your BFFs, but like you don't talk to anyone. Imagine if Fred and George or Oliver Wood were rude to you the way you are being rude to Colin. Mm-hmm. Like, how dare you? He's just, tr- you don't have anyone to sit with. He's trying to offer you a place at his table. So Harry goes out and he's wandering the halls and Lupin sees him and Lupin's like, hey, do you want, do you want to have tea? And and so he's like, I can show you what I what I got, and it's a Grindelo. Um, and so Harry and and Lupin are sitting and they're having their tea, and uh, Lupin's kind of like, is there something? Is there something going on, Harry? I wanted to mention when Lupin makes the joke about Harry not liking tea leaves anymore. And Harry's like, how did you hear about that? And McGonagall, he says McGonagall told him, you know that Lupin was inducted into Minnie and Poppy's hangout group. And so Lupin goes and he gets to hang out with them. Loop, loop, and then they call him Remy. <laughs> no. <laughs> Remy. Remy, Poppy, and Minnie all sit together and have their little... Their little wine nights by the fire and all that. And I was just like, I love this image of the three of like them being like, let's invite Remus to our little hangouts. Mm -hmm, Uh mm -hmm. So that's my new favorite thing. Yeah. (laughs) They're like this little trio now. I love it. Harry and Lupin are talking and um, Lupin's like, is something bothering you? And Harry is like, no. And then he's like, actually, yes. Why didn't you let me face the Dementor? And Lupin's like, because it would have been Lord Voldemort, and I'm not trying to have Lord Voldemort appear in the middle of my classroom. And Harry's like, actually, bitch, you're wrong. I was thinking of the Dementors. And then Lupin is like, oh, I'm impressed. Which, like, I don't know. When he says, he's like, it shows that what you fear most is fear. I don't... I get, make up your mind about what these Dementors represent, Joe. Is it, do they yeah. represent? Do that, they represent fear? That's exactly what I thought. Do they represent depression? What is it that they're representing to you? Because it can't be all of yeah. all of these things. So yeah. Then um, they're having this conversation, and then who comes in to spoil the mood? Severus Snape to bring a potion for Lupin, and. <laughs> I love that Lupin is very much just like wants to pretend that they don't have a history. Like he's just (laughs) like he's he he just wants to pretend like. uh, Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's like the last time that he saw Severus, he had like, I don't know, called him a little bitch. And then he sees him now and he's like, oh, hey, good to see you again. Oh, my God. And Severus is like, no, no, no. That's not how this works. So he gives Remus a potion and um, Harry is like, in in his mind, he's like, oh my God, don't drink it. He's definitely poisoning you. Oh my God, what's going on? And then he just like, 
he start he start, he just starts kind of like word vomiting and he's like well you know everybody says that Severus Snape is really into the dark arts and that he would do anything to get your job and it's like harry relax use your brain <laughs> it's i know i know it's like harry calm down you got to relax it's fine and i and lupin is just like okay yeah Harry, and Harry Harry is probably like, oh, my God, he's so naive to what's going on. He doesn't have any idea. What can I do to make him understand? Little does he know that Lupin is like 100% in on everything that's going on and is like, no, Harry, I think I'm going to be okay. Um, so then Lupin's like, okay, well, see you later. Um, and Ron and Hermione, they they meet back up with Harry. They come back from Hogsmeade. And um, if the time flies by, yes, he's fine. Like he's totally I was like, fine. That was was like five hours, maybe. Like they mm-hmm. weren't e- were not even gone the whole day. Um, and so he asks them about Hogsmeade, and um, they're they're telling him, and I think. I think it's Hermione that says, we think we saw an ogre, honestly. And I'm like, girl, did you see an ogre or was it just Hagrid from behind? <laughs> That's me, Allison. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was funny. <laughs> she was like, we so saw this movie called Shrek. <laughs> they were we, showing this movie called Shrek at Hogsmeade. We actually went a couple miles farther down the road to a muggle village and went to the movies. Yes. <laughs> um, they, what is so funny to me about this is that Ron and Hermione have hands down had the more exciting day. They've gone to this village the first time. They've had fun. And yet they still somehow only focusing on whether or not Snape is trying to poison Lupin. Like, Harry has still somehow found a way to bring the focus back onto him. To make it about himself. Harry. Yep. Stop it. Ugh. They um, play into it, though. They enable they the behavior. They really do. <laughs> they really do. So then they go down to the Halloween feast, and um, they're enjoying the Halloween feast. And nearly headless Nick, the messy bitch that he is, is performing a reenactment of his own botched beheading. Which, how? What I want to know, is he playing all of the parts? Like, is he playing <laughs> the executioner? Is he playing, like, the people in the crowd watching it happen? Is he playing himself? Or has he enlisted, like, the other ghosts? Yes, to the help? fat friar is, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, reading. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I also love, the too, that- The bloody baron is doing the execution. Right, right, right. yeah. That she's Thieves like, yeah. Thieves is playing all the people crying. She's like, the ghosts were entertaining them by flying in formation. I was like. (laughs) 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 Woo! So basically, it's basically the same thing as like walking in tandem with someone. Like, why is that? (laughs) Oh, no. They were doing full um, synchronized swimming, but like as ghosts (laughs) in the air. just watching them walk in formation in the air yeah they're just doing like swing choir it? choreography that's it they're just doing they're some just step doing touches. step touch floating <laughs> i love the idea of them 
stepping in place above, above the kids. Like stepping wow. on nothing. To the left. Take it back now, y'all. <laughs> oh my god. So it's electric. <laughs> it's electric. Hands on your knees. Hands on your knees. No, this was this oh was god. what year? This is this is 1993. 1993. So they're doing okay. Iggy Breaky Heart. Yeah. Okay. I was going to say it's a little too early for Macarena. Yeah. They haven't gotten Macarena. Yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we have the the hippogriffs doing the chicken dance. Now we've got <laughs> mm-hmm. What did you say? Iggy Breaky Heart. <laughs> yeah. That's old enough, Everyone right? will Good. have Everyone will have done a classic wedding number by the end of this book. So we get to, so the feast is over. And so they're walking back to the Gryffindor common room and everybody's crowded in the hall. And we're like, why is this happening? And Percy comes through and he's like, out of my way. I'm the head boy. Please let me through. And then he gets to the front of the crowd and he's like, Get Dumbledore. I really like the line about how a shiver went through the crowd because every time I read it, I'm always like, ooh, scary. So Dumbledore comes and um, they realize that the reason why no one is entering is because the portrait of the fat lady has been terrorized, vandalized. Um, It's been slashed to pieces. Mm -hmm. And... Um, Dumbledore's like, we need to figure out what's happened. And Peeves swoops in and he's like, what's up, bitches? I know what happened. And I do, I do really love that even though, like, even though Peeves is trying to be quote unquote, like respectable or respectful of Dumbledore, he's still just like an asshole. And so Dumbledore is speaking to him in this very calm voice, like very much like um, Seth Meyers talking talking to Stefan on Weekend Update. Yes, um, very that. Now Peeves. And finally Peeves reveals that the fat lady has fled because a very angry, serious black tried to enter the tower. After calling Professor Dumbledore Sir Headship and Professor Head. Yes. Mm-hmm. Two of my favorite things Peeves ever says. Well, and he also, he flipped over and grinned at Dumbledore from between his own legs. <laughs> Nasty temper he's got that serious black. Yeah, thank you, Adam. <laughs> thank you, Adam. Adam, you are going to fall. <laughs> <laughs> now, now... <laughs> So one of our readers is scouring the internet for that footage. The when did our YouTube.com slash the Ampliverse. <laughs> special special extra extra sneak peek of this week's episode, Adam's ass. When did our podcast turn into OnlyFans? Honey, yeah. <laughs> uh Ginny Weasley isn't the only holy headed harpy here, honey. Oh my god. And that's it. That's the chapter. That's it. That's the chapter. <laughs> I Adam, mean, we, we didn't have... talk about the fat lady. We didn't Saying talk her about line. the fat lady. You're right. Do you um, want to talk about it? No, I don't. I just think the the little retort she has of being like, well, why did you fucking wake me up then is very funny. <laughs> what was the use of waking me up in the first place? As if she's yeah. not like sleeping in the middle of the day. 
Yeah, but I would have the She's same reaction. She's always sleeping. Well, no, I, mean, I know. I, I understand that. But, like, this is her primary function. Her pri- <laughs> No, no, no. Her primary function is being a painting. They just chose her painting to be the one they put over the door. <laughs> she was not okay, privy no, to that conversation. No, she signed up for it. They had they had <laughs> interviews where they brought all the paintings mm-hmm. in and they said lean them on the wall and they asked them what they were, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, What's it had to be Sir Duggan didn't get to, the job at first. It had to be her portrait because she's a fat lady, so it had to be big enough for there to be a door behind. So, I mean, she she does have friends she can go and see. What well, her friend Vivian. Or whoever Violet. that's sometimes Violet that's in her painting, she could go and see her. So she could have just like left and he wouldn't have been able to get back in or out. I guess he, you can get out though, even if she's not there. You just push it. It does open. feel like. Okay. Hmm. I guess we'll get to it next chapter. I don't really want to talk about it yet, but just the whole series black at <laughs> okay. all. Just the idea of Sirius Black getting in the school and them being shocked that it could happen. And I'm like, well, as we've learned, there's little to no security at this school. So it's fine. We'll talk about it next week. But they have the Dementors. And as every public school knows, having police at your school fixes everything. You can find the podcast on Apple Podcast. Nope. You can find the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your podcasts. As always, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe so that we can get a perfect Newt score. Five stars only, or else Snape will bully you in front of your fellow classmates. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at HPAnxious and YouTube at The Ampliverse. You can see my ass. You are, uh, we are hosted on Anchor, so thank you to them and are a proud member of the Ampliverse. Check them out at theampliverse.com. Thank you, Allie. Thank you, Ari. Thank you. I. And as always, Knox. <laughs> Discovering Voices, Building Worlds, The Ampliverse.